0: Back to just being silly, I'm Liz, and this is episode 36. Y'all, I think I am really um, blessed and highly favored, okay? And let me tell you why. So if you haven't heard already, um, I'm just going to break it down for you what the last 24 hours of my life looked like, and before you say liz um it's not that serious nobody cares it's not that deep etc consider that i have been at my wits end for a while now so let's get into it yesterday i went to walmart walmart i went to walmart And I did a drive-up order. And the reason I even did that in the first place was um, I use the app sometimes for a drive-up order. And sometimes they have things that, like, I use. Hi, it's a store. They have things that I use that are significantly cheaper than, like, Target, Thomas Thumb, you know, wherever I go. The Whole Foods. Wherever I go for my items, I can find some of those items at the Walmart for a lot less. So, um, that includes espresso pods because I'm a latte girl, first and foremost. One thing about me is I'm going to make a latte and I'm going to make a latte so good and so delicious that you will wonder... Why coffee shops are even still in business? I mean, they're damn good, but I need like a coffee pod, an espresso, virtuo. Is that is that how you say? it? Is that stupid? Now I sound stupid. An espresso, Vert virtuo, virtuo virtuo pod. That's the machine I have. That's the the pods I use, and um, those pods are usually around. I mean, for 10 pods at Tom Thumb or like Target, you're paying like $13, $14 for a little 10 pack. Kind of expensive, right? Walmart, $10.98. You send it, send it. Two boxes in the cart. Let's do it. And also Reos. So I use Reos pasta sauce. Not sponsored, but I use Re- Also, this is so Italian. I, u- I get espresso and Reos pasta sauce. The Italian jumped out, but anyway, yeah, I get Rayos, and you know, if you use Reyos, you know it is very expensive, in my opinion. It might not be expensive to you, okay, Bougie, but for me, seven, eight dollars for a jar of pasta sauce is crazy. Is loony. Is stupid. So Walmart has them for like six fifty. Nothing wrong with them. They're just cheaper. So I, I like do a little haul, okay, from time to time. So I, first of all, I love how I use the first couple of minutes to justify going to Walmart. Let's continue. I pull in and I'm doing a drive-up order. So I just pull into my little space and enter my number in the app and say I'm here. And the person comes out. And the person who comes out with my items is a woman friendly enough, you know, I roll down my window. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. Yeah. Where do you want this? In the back seat. Okay, cool. I unlock the back seat. She opens the door and I, I can't help but notice that she's tossing, lightly throwing a soft underhand, if you will, all of my items into the back seat, which is fine. Usually, you know, if you've just got like boxes of espresso pods and, you know, shit like that, no big deal. Just toss it in the back seat. Well, I had obviously jars of pasta sauce. And then I also get um, this jar of pickles. Okay. And let me explain these pickles real quick. If you're a pickle eater, pickle haters, you might want to skip 30 seconds because pickle lovers, there is a brand of pickles called. And I love that I just so confidently with my chest was ready to air them out. What's the positive version of air somebody out? I was about to hype them up and I don't 100% remember their name. I think they're best made. Best made pickles. They've got a little girl on them with her tongue out. Looks like me. But there's a little girl on the jar. I I think they're best made or they're like something made let's continue. So I get these pickles from Walmart. I love these pickles. I put them on sandwiches. I put them um, on a fork and in my mouth. Like I I love them. So I get a big jar of that too. So anyway, she's throwing all of my stuff into the backseat and I am not going to critique her because who am I? Who am I to critique somebody doing their job? She does this all day. She knows how to do it. However, I hear things kind of clinking. And so, obviously, I'm like, okay, well, the jars kind of clink together whatever. No big deal. She shuts the door, says, have a good day, shuts the door, and and I drive off. And as I'm exiting the Walmart parking lot, I have what I can only explain as my 12th house acting up, um that 12th house in Aquarius is going to do it for me every time, especially with the uh, Jupiter placement there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm psychic. I'm just not ready to admit that part of myself yet. And that's okay. We all, we're all on a journey, but as I'm leaving the parking lot, I just have this random ass thought pop into my head where I think if my pickle jar broke, and there was pickled juice all over my back seat. I would be so pissed. I would probably berate somebody verbally. And that was my thought I had. And I was like, that's kind of a weird thought. Like, whatever. I would never, I would never berate somebody, you know, unless they deserved it. But, you know, groceries are no reason to do that to somebody. And I don't, I don't know, it was a weird thought that popped into my head. So I just quit thinking about it, turned on my music, and drove the five minutes it takes me to get back to my apartment. As I am turning into my apartment, into the parking garage, I get, like as soon as I cut the wheel to turn into it, um, I get a whiff of pickle. This, that smell that can only be described as pickle. And I look in my rearview mirror, and I see a pool of green pickled juice stretching across my entire back seat. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I pull off immediately, like into resident, uh, future resident parking. Like I didn't even go up the parking garage. I pulled over immediately. I get out of the car. Open up the trunk. I pull out my trunk blanket and I just start trying to mop up. Like what I am telling you is a a pool of green pickle juice that stretches across the entire back seat. I'm pulling my groceries. Like the the bags are all wet with pickle juice. Um, I'm I'm sitting here trying to sop this up and I I pull the bag that has the pickles. I look in it. Um, and it was first of all, it was on top of the pasta sauce bag. So that means when she just threw it on top, it broke in that moment. So that clinking that I heard, yeah, that was uh that was my pickle jar breaking. So, um I I pulled it out so it would not continue to leak, even though most of the liquid had already drained out of the big pickle jar. I call Walmart immediately. And I'm ready to unleash the beast, but I don't. They're actually very helpful. They tell me to come back. They reshop the groceries. Like the groceries that I had bought, some of them were like ruined, but some of them were actually fine. They just had pickle juice on them. I just had to wipe them off. They reshopped my entire order. So when I show up, they reshopped my entire order. So they put that in my trunk and then they're like, what would make this better? And I say, realistically, this is going to have to be, like, professionally cleaned. I'm not going to be able to help this. Like, I have cloth seats. I can't just, like, this isn't a matter of me scrubbing them or, you know, me taking a wet cloth to it. Like, this is going to have to be professionally cleaned. So, you know, somebody is going to have to pay for this. And, and not in like a bad way, not somebody's going to pay for this. It was more like a, yeah, so, um, I'm going to (laughs) need, I'm going to need Walmart to, um, help me with the cost of getting my car cleaned. And so they took a whole claim thing. They took pictures. They took a statement. I mean, it was very cut and dry what had happened, um, so yeah, they, they do all of that and they're like, somebody should be reaching out to you within the week. And so I was like, okay. So this morning at 9am, I took my car to go have an interior detail, not an exterior because it's kind of raining on and off, um, but an interior because when I got in my car this morning, the smell of pickle, overpowering, overpowering, disgusting, horrible, bad so I, I get in the car I go to the detail place and I'm just getting the interior done why is just the interior detail on a 2020 Kia Forte $200 I need somebody to speak up why why is and that and that's not the inside and outside that is not a full detail that is the inside of my tiny-ass car being detailed. Why is that $200? I don't know, but it was. And so I paid that, and, and as I left the car, so I, I dropped the car off, and they're like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, a couple hours. It ended up being like maybe two, maybe two hours. It really it really wasn't bad at all. Maybe it was like an hour 45. It, it really didn't take much time at all but um they told me the time frame so I ubered myself from the detailing place back home and I'm working at home and I'm just so heated that I even had to deal with this and I'm like Walmart better make this right they better make it right because I'm pissed my pickle the pickles the pickle jar busted I mean like all over the back seat it's there's pickle residue you know the like little floaters in the pickle jar of like the seeds and stuff I mean that's all over my seat still that's on my floor still like it's a mess and then $200 is a lot of money just for the inside detail like I don't know I was I was my mind was racing I was going through it I was working I was doing all this stuff then I get a call from a man and we'll call him Matthew because that was his name and i think he deserves a raise he called me and he's like hey this is matthew from walmart like corporate claims department and i was like what is good matthew and so he wanted me to run back over like in my own words what had happened um i did that and then he was like okay um did you go get like the car cleaned and i was like yeah i just dropped it off this morning for a detail he was like how much was the detail i told him two hundred dollars And he said, okay, I have your mailing address. I'm going to send you a check for $200. (gasps) And I said, really? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I am loving that. Do you need anything from me? Do you need the receipt? Do you need photo? Like, what do you need anything from me? And he said, no. You know, it's pretty cut and dry. I could see from the photos that were on the claim, like, it's very clear what happened. Like, we're really sorry. And we're just glad that you're able to get it cleaned up, so we'll send you a check for $200. And I thought that was excellent customer care. I I do. I think that's excellent. Um, I I am... I'm just so, I'm, I'm so blown away by how quick that was taken care of. I mean, guys, I, I'm telling you, I, when that happened yesterday, I just was thinking in my mind, if it's not one thing, it's a fuck another. Like, that is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, this is, you know, I had this debacle with work that I'm, I'm not going to get into on here with like my time off. It all got sorted. That's another aspect of being blessed and highly favored. It did get sorted for the better. In my in my interest, it did. But just having to deal with it was, like, an issue. And then the very next day, having this pickle incident, I was just like, damn. It's really a full moon in Leo. For sure. It really is. And so I just... I was so impressed with how they handled that. And that's the tea. So... Now my car is spick and span. It looks fabulous. It looks probably better than when I bought it. It looks better than what Kalidikia did to it. Yeah, this is this is me. This is an official JBS statement saying, Kia bite me, bitch. They pissed me off. If you if you've never heard the floor mat story, I'll tell I'll tell that sometime. Cause that is that's a mess right there. But yeah, um blessed and also therefore. Highly favored. But yeah, I just thought you all needed to hear that story, that um riveting tale. That's about where I'm at right now with my content is do you want to hear about this pickle juice that spilled in the backseat of my of my Kia? But nevertheless, she persisted. So let's dive right into the episode. It is a Q and A episode this week, catching up on all the Q and A. I just feel like the last couple of episodes, I've had like actually things that I've wanted to talk about, so Q and A just kind of fell to the the back burner. But we've got Q and A, we've got some, we've got some stockpiled. We're ready to jump into it. We'll do a few today, and I have no other intro to Q and A other than that. So let's let's start with the first question. First question, um, comes from the Google Doc. Tips on how to have a better Instagram in 2024. Your feed is so good. Wanting to establish my quote vibe and quote aesthetic while also trying to not take it too seriously because I'm definitely not an influencer, but want to come across cool and fun. First of all, that was so nice for you to say that. Um, That was so nice for you to say that. I, I don't, I've got a weird complex about uh, compliments where I feel like you're making fun of me. Um, but I'm going to try and take this one and say thank you. I don't do anything really to my feed. Um, I bump the saturation up on my photos a lot. Um, because I'm, I, for somebody who's native, I'm white as hell. That, that colonizer blood really won. Okay. Because I am, I'm white. And so even with a spray tan, I don't feel like I'm, glowing the way I I ought to be. So I'm always bumping the saturation up on my photos. But I feel like that's the majority of like filtering that I do on the pictures. Maybe I do like a grain. A grain. A little grain. Make it look a little a little vintage, a little fun. Let me actually go look at my feed so I don't lie to you. Maybe I have a filter on here. Oh, I for sure used one on my New Year's post just because I wanted the outside it's outside. There's like metallics. Um there's the city skyline kind of. I just wanted those colors to pop. Um but I use Visco. So Where are my Visco girls at? I but back like an back like I never left. One thing about me is I'm going to have Visco. Okay. One thing about me is I'm going to have a yearly subscription to Visco. Um and I don't and one thing about me too is that I don't have shit to prove for it. I feel like I have Visco and I've had Visco since Visco has been a thing. And I've never felt like I have like a cohesive color scheme on my photos, but also I'm hypercritical. So if you look at my feed and you think that I've got pretty good coloring on my photos, please let me know. Because I look at my feed and I'm like, okay, this, it's just a lot of me. It's a lot of this brunette bitch. Well, actually blonde these days, if you know, you know, but... Um, yeah, I just, I feel like I just bump up the saturation and maybe jack with the contrast a little bit. I've been turning the exposure down a little bit too. That's helping with my tan. My goal, one thing about me is my goal on my photos is to look tan. If I'm not looking tan, and tan for me, by the way, not tan for you, because tan for you is probably traditionally tan, tan for me is... Tan for me is needing to use the medium shade in the Charlotte Tilbury bronzer line. That's, for me, that's like deep and dark and fabulous. Like, that's that's my journey. Um. Anyway, back to the question. What was that? Tips and tricks? Yeah, tips and tricks. It's that saturation. That saturation, baby. It goes hard all day. But also... Don't feel the need to establish a vibe and aesthetic because I also, and this is something I'm working through right now. um, I feel like the moment, this is going to turn into a tangent about something else, but we'll get into it. I feel like the moment I understand something in popular culture, as far as like how to dress on trend or like, what the trendy lingo is or, like, what the trendy, you know, Instagram vibe is. Like, once I feel like I've got a grasp on what that is, it feels like it changes, right? Like, it feels like it 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 changes. Um, and, and I think that's a commentary on, like, revolving trends and it's somehow rooted in capitalism. I don't know. But it, I don't know. I just, I feel like the moment I sort of feel confident, in presenting myself a certain way on social media. Like all of a sudden now everybody is, I don't know. I'm I'm noticing a trend on like TikTok specifically where people are starting to fall away from the highly curated social media. They're starting to fall away from like the highly curated looks, like the wardrobe, makeup, hair vibe. Now you're always going to have your girlies that that show up and show out every time, and we love them for that, but as a collective, it does look like, um, it does look like things are kind of shifting, and so all, that's all I'll say, it looks like things are shifting to, like, where people are gonna start, like, the whole photo dump thing, I mean, look, the photo dump, for anyone to lie to your face and tell you that a photo dump is not curated, like, they, they are lying to you somebody lied several times the photo dumps right now are very highly curated even when they are silly even when they're silly goofy and they've got memes and they've got blurry photos and they've got they're still highly curated and selected for a certain vibe and I just feel like these things are just they just are are starting to not matter anymore, which, like I said, kind of sucks when you're somebody like me who spends all this time trying to be up on the trend, and then the trend does a 180 as soon as you get there. I don't know. There's a lot going on right now. We're also in an election year, so I think it's a fucking free-for-all, if you want to know the truth. I think also with... And I'm sorry about the astrology stuff. I really am. But with also with Pluto moving into Aquarius... Age of Aquarius, um, which is more community leaning. It's more um, people first, not um, consumerism or, you know, other capital leaning. You know, the themes of Capricorn, which is what Pluto was in for the last 15 years. Um, I'm also losing my mind, by the way. I'm I'm fully off the subject. But yeah, um, thank you so much for the compliment. Um, I also want to point out the word influencer was used here. And I must be so clear that, um, my vibe, I don't believe is an influencer vibe. I think it's actually so far away from an influencer vibe. I could use an influencer vibe. I think I could use a filter. I could use, and and not a photo filter, a mouth filter. I could also use a I don't know. There's something about influencers where, like, even when they are deranged individuals, which many of them are, there's also just a very, like, socially acceptable thing about them, even if they aren't the most attractive or even if they don't have a lot of money or, you know, even if they have, like, a very, you know, niche kind of whatever. I feel like they have, like, a certain thing like a thing that makes them very safe, um, a thing that makes them very just likable to the masses. And I feel like I'm missing that. And I feel like um, that is what I'm going to ask for for Christmas this year because I I, I think that's what I'm missing. Because every, I feel like every time, first of all, I make something on TikTok that does well, does numbers, as the kids would say, It's always for a controversial ass opinion. Like, two weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, I don't know, I made a video, it got damn near a million views, and it was just me saying, like, it was the accessory baby thing, right? Controversial. People were pissed. Okay, so then, well, not everybody, but the people with accessory babies were pissed. Um, And then, just a, a week or so ago, I made another one that's got, like... I don't know, like over 400,000. And it was basically me responding to this guy. This has nothing to do with Q&A, by the way, but we're here. So let's continue. I stitched this guy's video. This guy made a video where um, he was, you know, rubbing his head and was feeling all sorry for himself um, because he went on a date with a woman and... He was talking about, like, being a traditional guy and, you know, not liking the women of today or blah, 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 which should have been this woman's red flag to not go on the date, but she went on the date anyway. Um, and then being a traditional man, he asked her to split the check, question mark. That doesn't really track. But anyway, he did it. And so the woman was kind of annoyed, um, which also leads one to believe he's filming this, by the way, he's filming a first date. And then he's wondering why he didn't get a second date. Crazy. Um, but basically he films this woman and he, he's like, why are you so upset? Like, I thought you, I thought you were independent. Like I thought you could split the check. It was a $50 bill, by the way, if you're broke, just say that. But, um, yeah, so he, he takes her home and he keeps trying to talk to her like, Hey, like, you know, maybe the next day and she's like not talking to him. Like she doesn't want anything to do with him. She gets out of the car and he's like, wow, wow. Another gold digger. It's like $50, really. Um, but then he makes a follow-up video, which is the video I stitched, where he's basically talking about, like, women think they are the prize. They think they're the prize? He's like, women think they're the prize these days, which they're not. Like, women are not the prize He days. And so I, I stitched that, basically calling him a loser, because, hi. <laughs> hey. I'll tell you a joke, but I'll never tell you a lie. Cat Williams once said that, and that really resonates. But yeah, that that popped off, and then I had all the weird boys. I had all the girls that were like, yeah, I agree with your sentiment. Like, why is he asking for a traditional woman, and then he doesn't want to do traditional male things or whatever, whatever. I, it's, a, it's a stupid conversation at the end of the day. I, wanna, I want to private the video because I'm tired of people in my comments. I'm tired of waking up. With a thousand notifications and thinking that, um, one of my funny videos popped off and it's really just that dumbass video again. Like, I'm about sick of it. But, yeah, all the girlies in the comments are like, you're so right. And then, you know, you've got guys in the comments that are like, actually, yeah, you have a point. And then you've got, like, all of these incels that are like, this is why you bitches shouldn't get to vote. Like, it's, it's stuff like that. So, anyway, um, I just, if I, where did this even come from? Influencer. Yeah, um, I wish I was one. Like, in in the sense that, in the sense that I could do this podcast and just be myself. Um, but there's something about me that is not profitable. And once I figure out what that is and I nip it in the butt, we're going to be cooking with oil. All right, next question on the docket. Rank the places you've lived from easiest to most difficult to navigate. Parentheses, like driving-wise excellent question. Um, let me elaborate. So I think in the way that everybody kind of, um, lives in a city at some point, they live in a city and they're just like, I cannot wait to get out of the city. I cannot wait to get out of the city. It's crazy. These drivers, it's busy, it's noisy. I can't wait to get to the burbs. Um, I'm, I'm literally the exact opposite. So I grew up in a very small town. Um, it's rapidly growing, by the way. Um, they decided that they wanted to have nice things as soon as I moved away. Which, I mean, I that tracks. I, I don't, I don't even know what to say to that. But yeah, they decided they wanted nice shit as soon as I left. So that's great. But at the time, I lived in a very small town graduated with 64 people in my class, that kind of vibe. And I had to drive, um, kind of like back roads to get to the highway. And it takes from where I lived in the small town to I-35, like the first major highway, just, just to hop on the highway and go somewhere took about 20 to 25 minutes, depending on the elements or whatever. Um, And that is some shit that will change you as a person. I, getting to the mall, it should not take 45 minutes to get to a mall. Unless you're going to a very hyper-specific mall, like far away, it should not take 45 minutes just to get to a mall. That's how I grew up. I grew up with the highway being like literally so far away. Whereas now, I could get to the highway, I could get on 35 in five minutes or less, depending on the traffic on the side streets. As far as, like, navigation is concerned, like, it was pretty cut and dry, the small town I grew up in, you know, you know the streets by heart, you can go any. I mean, it's also small towns, so there's not really much to work with, you, you kind of have to know the place by heart. So, in that way, it was very nice, you know, you'd didn't have to use your GPS to get literally anywhere. You knew exactly where you were going. So that was nice. Um, but I also feel like that just comes with living in a place for a long time because now I, I live in Dallas and I never would have imagined being able to get anywhere in Dallas, Texas without a GPS. And now I do it all the time. Now I'm on 75 like it's nobody's business. I am, I am up and down 75 like it is my job. I will say, though, as what I said a second ago, I I am kind of flip-flopped. I love being in the city. I love, I don't care about the traffic. I don't care that there's these weird random one-way streets here and there and everywhere. I I, I don't care really about the noise. I, I really don't. I like being near things. When I was growing up, The food options, as far as, like, fast food, were none, really. There was a Sonic that is still there to this day. And there, at the time, was a subway in a gas station. It is no longer there. So I think at this point, it is really just the Sonic now. The the lone survivor is that Sonic. That Sonic's not going anywhere. But those were, like, the fast food options where I grew up. If you wanted McDonald's, you had to drive 15 to 20 minutes into a different town to go get McDonald's. You had to dri- you had to drive to a different town in order to get McDonald's, okay? There was re- and it's also it was a food desert. I now they have a um now there's like a dollar general market and so they have some like produce there, but When I was growing up, it it was a food desert. So, like, you also had to travel to another city or another town for a grocery store. You know, the closest Whole Foods was 40 minutes away in Oklahoma City. The closest Walmart was... For a short period of time, the closest Walmart was about 25 minutes away. Then they built another one in a different town, and it was about 15 to 20. The point being... I spent 18 years of my life not being near shit. If I wanted a diet coke, I could go to Sonic or I could do without. Okay, those are those were my choices. You could you can go to Sonic or you can suffer. Those are your choices. Like there were not shopping there were no shopping stores. There were not There weren't boutiques. There weren't things like that. And like I said, there probably are now because it's kind of growing a little bit. Um, But at the time, like, there was a Dollar General. There was a Dollar General. There was a gas station on one side of town and a gas station on the other end of town. There was a post office. You know what I mean? Like, there not a lot going on we don't even have a proper stoplight. How about, how about I paint that picture for you? Where I grew up, there wasn't even a proper stoplight. There was a stoplight-esque, it was, it was a stoplight that was just a blinking red. So it was basically a glorified stop sign. To this day, they do not have a, a a green, yellow, red stoplight. That's what we're working with. So, and, and there are pros and cons to that right like you know you you are away from the noise and the hustle and bustle of the city and the traffic and whatever like there are pros like I'm not I'm not completely shitting on it but for me to me personally growing up that far away from like civilization was and civilization isn't the right word growing up far away from the things that you want to see and do and eat and buy being so far away from those things is such a downer it really is and then so the moment that you move the moment I moved to Norman for college and there was like stuff like to do and to see and to go by and to go witness within five minutes of my living quarters yeah that was that was like nothing I had ever experienced in my life I loved it. And that was Norman. I mean, if you go to Norman now, it's like, okay, it's a city, but it's also like a town. It's got like a town feel. It's a college town, right? Like you can go to Main Street and you can go to, when we're not boycotting Starbucks, you can go to Starbucks or you can go to CVS or you can go to literally whatever you need. There's a CeCe's Pizza. What do you need? What more do you need other than a CVS and a CeCe's Pizza In the seller's liquor right across the street? What? What more does one even need, right? So I, I lived there, and that was like a brand new world. Everything was so close. There was a hospital. That was a thing that I always considered, like, when I was younger as a kid growing up in a small town, um, was how far away hospitals were. Um, and one thing, I actually heard somebody, I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about um, how, it, it's like a true crime podcast, and there's this case going on right now in Georgia where this um Horrible, ugly snake of a girl killed her, or allegedly she allegedly killed her boyfriend's son. He was like 18 months old. Just horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, but they rushed him to the hospital, and some people had questions like, "Well, why didn't they just call an ambulance?" And um, the person on the podcast was like, "Actually, this is a very common thing in rural areas. If somebody's hurt and they need, and you know they need medical attention right away." You are not going to call an ambulance um, because, for example, like where I grew up, the hospital is 30 minutes away. So it's going to take 30 minutes for them to get to you and then 30 minutes to take you back to the hospital where you could just take your loved one to the hospital straight away. And you're only, you know, you only need 30 minutes as opposed to an hour round trip um, for an emergency of that caliber. So. That was something I always had anxiety about as a kid was like, oh, if something ever happens, like to my parents or to myself, what, what are we going to do? Like, cause we can't call an ambulance because like, that is so far, like they're so far away. Like it would be, you'd call EMS maybe like in the fire department would show up. But other than that, like that caused me a lot of anxiety. And so to live in Norman and there was like a hospital and, you know, an urgent care and all of this stuff really close by, it felt really safe. Like it felt like, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, be stranded in any way. Maybe that's no that I feel like that's the right term. Just the thought of like being shit out of luck i i was I was always so afraid of that growing up. and so living in Norman, that was like, oh, I can breathe. If something happens to me, I'm not far from a hospital if I you know, whatever. So, and then moving to Dallas, obviously is just that on steroids, it feels like like everything. I feel like I could want or need is, is within twenty minutes of driving, tops. Right? I can hop on seventy five during you know a non busy time, and I can be at North Park in ten minutes. And you know what they have at North Park? They've got a Gucci, they've got a Louis Vuitton. I'm not in there all the time. <laughs> Don't mind me. But they have these things. Not like I, like I said, not that I'm shopping there or anything, but I don't know. It's just the thought of like, these things are all, anything that I could ever want or need, I can access within 20 minutes of where I currently live. Do you know that there is not a Louis Vuitton in the state of Oklahoma? A Louis Vuitton store? There's not one. And not that that's the end all be all of anything. But, like, do you kind of get what I'm saying? Like, to go from somewhere where, like, things are kind of limited, like, that the things that don't matter, right? Fashion, clothes, bags, whatever. Stuff that doesn't really matter. But you cannot access that anywhere. If you wanted a Louis Vuitton in Oklahoma, you had to order it from Louis Vuitton and have it shipped to Oklahoma. Or, you know, if there was an off thing of, like, a Dillard's having the refurbished Louis Vuitton sometimes. Some Dillard's do that. Some don't. Um... But, like, that was the way you accessed those things. In Dallas, you could just drive to the mall and make a purchase. And I know none of this matters. And I know this is not as serious as, like, having access to food or hospitals. I'm just saying, it's kind of cool to be near all of this stuff. And have it within a very short driving distance. So... That was a long-winded roundabout way to say, I would say Dallas is maybe not the easiest to get around, so maybe ranking them from easiest to difficult driving-wise, small town that I grew up in is going to be easiest, Norman is going to be second easiest, and then Dallas would be the third, but flip those rankings on places I'd want to live. Next one's kind of a fun one. What would 8, 12, 16, and 20-year-old Liz have to say about 26-year-old Liz? Kind of a loaded one, right? Um, first of all, probably should put this out there. Uh, does anybody else not remember their childhood? I'm looking around. I'm, I'm side-eyeing. I'm looking side to side for the uh, audio listeners. And there's not any video listeners because I have not figured out that capability yet. But um yeah, I don't really remember what I was like when I was 8. Um honorary is a is a word my mother would use to describe me. But 12, I kind of have a good idea. So 12-year-old me um was so just wanted to be liked and accepted so bad. Like we all want to be liked and accepted to some degree, right? Like it's, it's a human experience to want to be liked. But, but 12 year old me wanted to, and these were my formative years, right? And that's kind of, that's a whole thing. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this or like girls don't talk about this, but those years of your life are so crucial to like how you grow up into the, like, into the woman you become, like, they, those years play a much bigger part in who you grow up to be than you realize, um, you know, because whenever things would be bad or hard at school or, you know, I felt like I was being, you know, treated poorly or whatever, and I would tell my parents, they were just kind of like, you know, it's not gonna be like that forever, this doesn't matter at this time, like, sorry you're feeling this way, but, like, there is, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like, when you're an adult, this won't matter. Which, I appreciated the sentiment, but it, it it did matter. Um, a lot of young people, you know, boys and girls, we find ourselves sometimes, not everybody, obviously, but if you're anything like me, that I, at that age, you find yourselves comparing yourself to your peers a lot and your peers are doing all of these things that seem developmentally on track when it comes to like you know having your first boyfriend or girlfriend or having crushes or you know creating really tight-knit best friends or joining cliques or you know doing all of these kind of things and you know sometimes you feel like the odd one out you know I, I remember being 12 and you know my friends would be like oh my god i have i my so and so is my boyfriend now or oh i have a crush on so and so so and so and i are going to the movies our mom is my mom is taking us <laughs> or um things like that and and you kind of sit there if you're me when i'm 12 you're you're sitting there like oh <laughs> you're like oh Oh, um, you guys are going on dates. Uh, you guys are going on dates. My mom, my mom won't let me leave the house once it, once it's dark outside. So, uh, um, and it wasn't my braces that made me off putting. It really wasn't because everybody had braces at that point, but (laughs) I don't know. There's something about, okay, back to the seriousness, there is something about being that age. And being rejected by your peers, whether it's in romantic situations or platonic situations, that really alters your brain chemistry. And I remember being that age and thinking, like, there is something fundamentally wrong with me. Like, I, there is something wrong with me. I'm too much. I'm too loud. I'm, you know, not pretty. I'm, you know awkward and weird and not like in the fun and cute way but like in the awkward and weird way and i don't know it 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 really fucks with your mind like as you get older um because as we let's move into the next couple of ages that this person submitted you know move into 16 year old i'm sort of having the same feelings but on a grander scale okay because now i'm 16 And now people are like having sex, which, okay, first of all, why are you having sex at 16? No judgment. I love it. If that is, if that was your vibe, I'm not judging you, but also children, let's go there. But at the time when you're also 16 and your peers are doing all that, you you think that that's very, um, you think that's the next logical step, right? And you know, people are drinking or people are experimenting with drugs and they're doing all this stuff. And you're not, and you just once again, the same at 12 as it is at 16, you feel like there's something wrong with you. You feel like you're the outcast. You feel like you're never going, it's never going to click the way it's clicking for your peers. Like your peers are just, it's easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Like they are able to, you know... They never have a problem finding a date for a dance. They never have a problem having a guy like them back. They never have a problem creating new friendships with other people. They never have a problem being well-perceived and well-liked. And so when you don't have all of those, those things, when you do have a problem in all of those areas, it's so... Like, it changes your brain. It has to change your brain. What's the study on it? Like, there has to be, there's got to be some scientific research to back this up. But all that to be said, you know, 12 and 16 year old Liz, if they saw me at 26, they'd be like, bitch, how did you do it? They'd be like, where did all these friends come from? We don't know these people. We've never seen these people a day in our life. Where did all these folks come from? did you finally get into witchcraft? What happened? Like it, it would, they, they would ask me that. Um, I think 20 year old Liz would be very, um, I think she'd be very proud because 20 was, 20 wasn't bad. Uh, what was that? Sophomore, sophomore year of college. Yeah. 20. Yeah. Things were, they weren't horrible. I mean, I had a lot of really good moments. That's where I did meet my, my very, very best friends was really sophomore year. Like when I lived in the sorority house and like really formed those bonds, like times that like the good absolutely outweighed the bad. But yeah, I think she would look at me and just be like, oh my God, you pulled that shit together beautifully. I didn't think you had it in you. Um, because back then I didn't think I had it in me, but look at me now. But one thing I will say is even though I don't remember eight-year-old Liz and I kind of don't remember 12-year-old Liz a little bit, but not great. I I remember 16-year-old Liz and I for sure remember 20-year-old Liz. All four of them, I think... They each have their own separate issues that they would, they would look at and and see me now and see that I've solved them and they'd be so proud, but I think they would all have the same question. All four of them would, and it would be, where did that top lip come from? We were not born with that top lip. Where did that come from? Did you, did, does that come in when you're 26? What, where, where's that from? And then I would have to tell, I'd be like, okay, listen, I'm not allowed to share information, but like you need to know there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's this thing. It's called filler. It's called Juvederm. It's hyaluronic acid. It's like a little gel. They they shove a needle into your lip. It hurts like a bitch and it feels so bad. It hurts so bad, but you're going to love it. You're going to look great. There's this woman, her name's Kylie Jenner. I don't have a lot of time, but her name's Kylie Jenner and, and she's going to blow up her lips, and they're going to look ridiculous and insane, but it's going to be the beauty standard for a minute, and then you're going to go, and you're going to try to replicate the same thing, but then you're going to get scared, so you're only going to do a little bit, and the little bit is actually going to look pretty good, and so people are not going to know that you have filler, Um, and so it's going to look like you naturally have that top lip. It's a naturally occurring top lip. Um, I I think that's why time travel doesn't exist, because I would tell my younger selves that, and then their heads would explode, so... All right, let's move on. All right, last one. And this was a um, one I got on Instagram. And it's kind of a last minute one. Uh, I had a couple of different ones I wanted to do, but I really want to tackle this one because this is really what I'm talking about. Okay, this is really what just being silly is about. And it says, new hookup buddy is my neighbor that lives down the hall from me. Good or bad idea? I love that. And I love that because it's not me. You know what I mean? Um, I love it because I can admire it from afar. Good or bad? Well, there's a lot of additional information I need. Is he kind? Is his apartment clean? Actually, that's my first question. Is his apartment clean? Because if the apartment's clean and he's nice and, and he's respectable and he's gentlemanly, and he's at least several doors down, then no problem. What's the problem? What's the problem? If it, if it doesn't work out, you know, he's not your next-door neighbor, I assume. At least I hope not. But in in terms of good or bad, I say it just is. I think it could be good. I think it could be good old fashioned 1990s rom-com fun. Or it could be a complete and utter disaster. Like a lot of things pertaining relationships are in the year of our Lord 2024. I just say go into it with an open mind. Who's it going to hurt? Now if he starts getting, I would say, if he starts getting weird... That could be a concern because he knows where you live. But I also assume you wouldn't um, engage with anybody who is, um that spooky, scary, creepy. I trust you. I trust your your instinct. and let's have fun. Let's keep it casual. let's let's be girly pops. and um, please keep me updated. Thank you. Well, you guys, uh, I'm going to have to call it and say that's the end of the episode. I've yapped for far too long. I, one thing about me is I'm going to yap like there's no tomorrow. I'm going to yap like it's my job. And maybe one day it will be my job full time and I will um, fulfill the the yapping prophecy. But uh, yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Follow Just Being Silly on Instagram at JustBeingSillyPod. Follow the podcast also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and rate it five stars. I'm going to start checking IP addresses. Follow the fucking podcast. The amount of people who listen to this podcast at this point versus the people who follow the podcast. Jail time. Jail time. What's going on? What are we doing? Follow the podcast on Spotify. It's not going to do anything to your algorithm except make it better. Follow it on follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and and rate it five stars. That's all. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much, and I will simply talk to you later. Bye.